Hey everyone, welcome back to another Swish Waterlad Super Rugby preview. It's a very depleted round ahead, but I guess that just means there are more Super Rugby lads out there who are going to have plenty of time for a Swish video shout-out on request. The likes of German star Anton Segner, Southland hero Ethan de Groot, and one of the form players in the comp right now, Lester Fine-Ganuku. They're all on there for well under 50 bucks. And if you use the special code 20% off, the code is KICKOFF, all in capitals, which is running for this weekend only. It's the perfect gift for any rugby fan, and a huge percentage of all proceeds go to Kiwi Kids Charities, which is all super cool. I'll leave a link in the description for you to head there straight away. But for this episode, unfortunately, regular co-host Tom Marshall he is not with us. He's currently getting surgery on his lefty after Mick and Ernie failed to cross the line and an absolute heartbreak for Waterlad power play punters. Um, but the other lad who has come up trumps every single week, he's been on absolute fights, the great Surly from Surly Talk Sports. Welcome, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. And look, condolences to Tom. Hopefully the old Brumbies hookers paying the invoice for that one. But look, stoked to be here with both nuts and tack. Let's see if I can... Keep them both at the end of this. <laughs> Mate, well, Rico Ioani, that was a good shout from you. I know you had to change late after um, Saturu's uh, late withdrawal, but um, you found another winner for us. Shit, he kept me sweating, eh, old Reeks? There were a few times there where I saw him trailing on the inside and I thought he's in, but old Plumtree wasn't looking for offloads, that's for sure. But yeah, he got there 65th minute and it was a big sigh of relief from me. <laughs> yeah, great play from Haim to throw on the offload to Rico to keep the Waterlad power play going. And obviously Richie Mawanga never in doubt with his 8.5 points. He three penalties pretty early in the game and it was all over and that was an easy watch. Yeah, he's, he's class, isn't he, the shadow boxing king? <laughs> sure is. And the review, mate, let's get into the review. Um, Blues versus Landers, first game, we've sort of spoken about it, but Tane Plumtree was the guy I highlighted. He was on absolute fire. Um, he obviously was listening to the Waterlad preview, and he knew he was in for a big game. Yeah, well, you called it that he's going to be called up to the All Blacks, so obviously <laughs> that really triggered something in him. And he turned it on, two tries, the never-ending game, 90 minutes of football, eh? Neither side wanted it to end. I thought the Landers, they'd be a bit gutted with that one, eh? First 40, they really dominated. I think at halftime, Leon McDonald must have ripped in, given the lads some oranges, bit of vitamin C, and out they came. A few quick tries and it was all over. But, yeah, I think Umanga Jensen going off, eh? That was pretty key. For the Landers, he's their main nut trucker. He gets them over the gain line and that go forward. And he waddled off, eh? I'm not sure what the injury was. Could have been chafe from those thunder thighs. That's that's killed many a career. But, yeah, that was a big blow. Mate, but you got the margin right. Unfortunately for me, I went Blues 13+, plus, which was only a Banksy Hollywood away from being the correct result. Um, heartbreak at the, what was it, 87th minute when the intercept came and then a called back for... Banksy calling for a head high, absolute heartbreak. Yeah, Marty Banks or Marty Bird from the Ozarks, one of the great acting jobs from him there, but look, that, that must have been heartbreak for you, but I'll I'll take it. Yeah, but another guy who I've been talking about a lot, but Mark Talia, I thought he was outstanding in that game in the weekend, really stepping up every week with world-class performances. What do you make of his game? Man, he always beats the first defender, eh? And every time he gets the ball, you just get the sense that something's going to happen. He's so elusive. He doesn't look like the biggest bloke, but, man, like pound for pound, he must be one of the strongest guys going around when he's carrying. So yeah, you can't help but sit on the edge of your seat once he gets the ball. 
So he's always an exciting watch. Yeah, he got a brutal fend in someone, didn't he, to set yeah. um, Plumtree away for a second. It was a great try. But the other game was Brumbies versus the Rebels. We all went Brumbies 13-plus in this one and all get a big tick for this one. Um, Rebels, again, pretty disappointing. What would you make of that game? Yeah, just more of the same from the Rebels, I thought. Eh? Just pretty sloppy. Uh, they had to work really hard for their 17 points too. Like None of it came easy for them. Mm. I do think the Brumbies... Do look good. They copped a hat-trick of yellow cards, which is pretty rare. Still managed to get the win. Um, and another game that went for 86-odd minutes, so the boys were keen to play some football this weekend. But, yeah, definitely trouble for the Rebels once again. And I know Tom will be filthy with, um, I guess, the discipline within that pack to not pass the ball back to the hooker in rolling malls. <laughs> the guys kept breaking off early and not sticking to the structure. It cost the Waterlead power play. Yeah, a couple of boys in the engine room saw it as the chance to get off the nudie run, I think, and yeah, all structure went out the door, and unfortunately for Tom's left nut, it wasn't easy watching. <laughs> and arguably the game of the round, Crusaders versus the Chiefs, uh, hell of a finish this one. The Crusaders looked to be in control of this game. I thought they were going to do it relatively comfortably watching it up until about the 65th minute when things started to turn, and um 82nd minute, Chiefs score the match winner. What did you make of this one? Yeah, I thought thought the Crusaders were going to be too good, but man, I was impressed with the Chiefs, like their energy. Eh? They were kind of relentless, especially for that last 20 minutes. The Crusaders' D was typical of them, really strong, but eventually they got the better of them. We spoke about it last week, old Nanai Satoru, the Chiefs winger with the with the low ankle socks. I think there's something to it, eh? Sean Stevenson with two meat pies. He had the photosynthesis socks on this week. <laughs> Letting the calves out. So I don't think it's a coincidence, and no doubt a couple of their boys will be rocking them again this weekend. I think it's a bit of an omen. So, Mate, they should all get them down, I reckon. But the way they held the ball for the multiple phases that they did in that last sort of 15 minutes was pretty impressive and really put the Crusaders under the pump. And they didn't have too many options because when they'd get the ball, they obviously had to clear, and the Chiefs were just able to hold the ball and build that pressure again. So, yeah, really impressed by the Chiefs in that game. Anyone stand out for you on that one? I thought Gatland was outstanding. Obviously, he had a bit of heartbreak the week before against the Blues, so I was excited to see him back out there. And when he takes on the line, he's got an underrated running game, I reckon. Yeah. Um, he's quite deceptively quick and elusive, and he takes on the line quite nicely. And his kicking game, as it normally is, was pretty class. And then Sean Stevenson, two tries, but I thought he was pretty exciting every time he got the ball as well. Mm couple of great shouts there. And the next game was the Reds versus the Drua. We all know you love the Drua. And, mate, you'll be happy with the way they played in this game. I felt like they are pretty unlucky towards the back end of that game. Um, they seem to be coming over the top of the Reds and playing some really razzly footy. Yeah, I think old Brad Thorne, he went to the Rimu a bit early, eh? The wholesale changes, <laughs> and I think he would have been a bit nervous there once they started turning it on. But, man, they're so dangerous off turnover ball. And like 1 to 23, they've all got winger-like pace. Eh? I think their prop made a break and he had a lot more toe than I've ever shown. So there's some freakish athletes and boy, can they move. So it just goes to show if you give them half a sniff, you could put yourself in a lot of trouble. But yeah, late try, save the Reds from probably a bit of an embarrassing draw when looking back on it. Yeah, and I know someone that Tom mentioned in his preview was Jordan Pattaya um, playing at fullback. I thought he was really good back there for the Reds and good to see him back there this weekend. Um, but yeah, he was someone who really impressed me in that game as well. 
He's got plenty of flair about him, doesn't he? So it's good just to see him, as Tom mentioned, and, and with more space and time. And he's definitely an exciting player to watch. So no doubt he'll be looking to do it again this week. Yeah, and the other game was Waratahs versus the Force. It was the last game of the round. Oh, I went Waratahs 1-12, to um, so another tick there. Um, what did you make of the game? Another pretty gritty game from both sides. Yeah, I Starting to feel a bit for the force, eh? Every week they go down by like that 1-12 to 12 margin and it's always a bit of an arm wrestle. Um, I thought Harrison, the Tars, first five, he impressed me. He scored 17 of their 22 points. And then the number seven, Gamble. Don't know how I missed that omen for the first try score. I went with the prop with the double barrel last name. But if a guy's rocking a last name of Gamble, you've got to have him in the mix. So... Like, I'll, I'll cop that one on the chin, I'll learn from that, and he's sure to be in the equation this week. <laughs> oh, sounds like a lefty might be coming on the lines. I look forward to um, previewing the Tars, because they've got the oh. Rebels this weekend. Oh, and if he's ever going to score, <laughs> it's got to be against the Rebels. But we will get to the preview. Um, first game of the round, obviously it's been an absolute disaster with the COVID, especially for the New Zealand teams. But first game of the round, Brumbies versus the Reds. The two best teams in Australia going head-to-head. It's going to be a really interesting game because I do think they have different styles as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up. Who are you going? I've actually gone the Brumbies, I think. I just think their set piece might be a bit too good. They're at home, and I think they'll really look to try and take some of that Reds X-factor out of the out of the game. I think there'll be a bee's dick in it. I expect it to be bloody close, but I think they'll grind them down. Yeah, I, I think a dollar fifty is I felt was a pre- a little bit short for the Brumbies. I feel like it's going to be a closer game than that. So yeah. I'm looking at the odds. I'd probably be going with the Reds, but like you, I think this is going to be um, one on a one moment in the game where it's going to be a game change. It might be a referee's decision. It might be um, someone coming up with a big play. But I don't see a lot in this game. I'd be very surprised if it was a thirteen plus win. So. Um, the TAB are running a money back special this weekend, so if you do have a go at a, a margin um, and the team still wins, you will get your money back with bonus bets. So um, for this game, this is probably the toughest one, but I'd probably be sniffing out the Reds in an unders margin. And who's your player you've highlighted? I'm excited for the battle of the tens. Obviously, Lolosio and O'Connor, they're, yeah. they're the two best going round in Aussie at the moment, but... If I was for a try score, I'd have to go on Fyinger. I've borrowed the left nut <laughs> from your brother, and I think this is the Brumbies hooker, the real one, to get the job done. So, um, yeah, hopefully. I can't let him go alone. I'll follow him back into battle, and I'll put the nut on the line as well. Why not? <laughs> oh, mate, my co-host will be dropping like flies with left nut surgery. But the guy I've highlighted is uh, Valentini. Man, I thought he was super impressive last week. He's a powerhouse, eh? powerful carrier I feel like every time he carried he got really good gain line quick ball and that's sort of the way the Brumbies play they like to play off that so I think he's the man to watch I probably won't say he's going to score but um, definitely someone to look out for the next game this is going to be a good one the Drua the beloved Drua against the force the gritty force versus the very Razzly Drua three dollars for the Drua this will be too tempting for you surely Oh, absolutely. It's fair to say I've rung up ASB and checked on the remortgage rates because I think this one's an absolute steal, eh? <laughs> Look, uh, Kahui in the centres, I think that'll tighten up that force D, but, man, I love the, the Druids' backline and just razzle galore, and if they give any turnovers, they're going to get punished. No Baden Kerr, which is tough for me. I like seeing him <laughs> at the back there, eh? But, like, they got plenty of flair. 
I'm excited for this game, and I think this is right in the Drewers' wheelhouse. They'll be confident after their finish last week. Mm, I'm going to go the opposite, though. I am going to go the four. So I think they will be gritty enough. They'll hang in the fight. And um, Pryor at nine, I feel like, or he's my highlighted player. I feel like he's just going to go up in threes for the lads and um, just sneak home with a win. Definitely think the betting option is one to 12 with the force. Um, $3, I think that's super juicy. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like the TAB are expecting. I think the draw are a lot better than that. And for you, taking the $3 on the head-to-head margin with the draw, not a bad shout. Who have you highlighted? I went with Mataeli on the wing for the force, just taking on his fellow countryman. He's been impressive for me on the wing. He's busy, he's elusive, dangerous with ball in hand, and I think... A few of the boys in the drawer will be lining him up to put a bit of a cheeky shot on. Why not? So, yeah, I think you got to have him in the mix for a try scorer, but hopefully he doesn't get too many because, yeah, the money's to be made on the head-to-head for me this week. <laughs> yeah, well, Matt Alley, I've actually recruited him for my fantasy rugby team this week, and I, I agree with you. I think he's going to have a big game. Um, in this one, he's going to really enjoy playing against his countrymen, and you know he's a big, strong, powerful man. So, um, hoping to see him break some tackles and fall over the line. The next game, the new fixture for this round, Moana versus the Chiefs. Um, I'm still hearing that there's a fair few players who are sick in this Chiefs lineup, so look out for late changes. Um, who knows what it's going to finish up like? But. Um, there's no TAB odds out on this one either. The bookies are very careful of not knowing this lineup, so that they're pretty cautious here. Until I see the lineup, it's going to be pretty hard to weigh them up, but I feel like Moana would probably be closer than what the TAB are going to offer. Thoughts? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, it's great to see footy back at Mount Smart. Obviously, we had the preseason game there, but this is the real deal, and you can't beat the old Mrs. Max and Waitakere Dakery combo from the old Mount Smart. Different code, but it still tastes the same, and it's up there with the best in the world. So uh, looking forward to seeing it back on our screens. But, yeah, I think the Chiefs will be good enough to get the win, but, man, the Moana really impressed me against the Crusaders, so... I just hope for their case, like it's their second game, everyone else has played four. I just hope they can put another strong showing in. They'll be itching to play. Um, and hopefully that midfield duo who really impressed me last time, or Danny Tuala and Levi Almoor, hopefully they can get another strong performance in because I think they'll be key for the Moana. 100% agree with that. And my highlighted player is Danny Tuala. Very, very talented player. Had a massive year with Hawks Bay. Um, he's been in the Hurricanes environment for a long time without really getting a crack. Awesome opportunity for him to be constantly getting game time. Obviously, COVID's affected that a little bit, but being able to get a number of performances at this level, he obviously showed what he could do against the Crusaders and looking forward to seeing him go again against another quality side with the Chiefs. I've gone with big Peter Gus, oh. the bloke who never seems to age. He always turns it on. Um, I think their set piece will be too strong for Moana, so I think... He'll have a lot of activity close to the try line. Not expecting the old 100-metre hurdles performance he pulled off against Aaron Smith, but I think he'll find a way to make his way over the chalk. So big Peter Gus, he's my bloke for this week. Mate, I like what you're doing here. Another guy I've got on my fantasy rugby side. I I see him having another big game as well. So um, busy. I think he'll be busy. And he's explosive off the back. eh? How old is he? You mentioned he's never ages. How old is the man? I don't actually know. He's probably one of those guys who looks a bit older or seems a bit older than he is just because he's been around like New Zealand rugby, it seems like, for so long. So 
Look, hopefully I haven't offended the big fella. But He's 22. Yeah, hopefully I haven't offended the big fella. He might be running one of those dodgy passports, you never know. But um, look, he's, he's a good footballer and I always love watching him play. He just goes at it every time, so one to watch. If you're picking a team in margin, who are you going? You'd have to think the Chiefs. Probably 1-12, to 12, I reckon. They've made a lot of changes. Uh, they'll be confident after last weekend, but I do think the Moana... I obviously underestimated them last time. I said cricket score and they really turned it up. So hopefully they can put in another strong performance like that. I think McClutchy's on the bench this time, uh, which is interesting stuff. But you don't lose a lot there with Lili Afano in the 10 jersey and then having someone like that come on to finish. So hopefully a big 80-minute performance and they can keep it tight. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to line them up, eh? Because they obviously played in the preseason game and this team wasn't too dissimilar to the one that the Chiefs put out in that game. So, um, And that was obviously a pretty big margin. Um, Moana have obviously improved with their outing against um, the Crusaders, but finding these, this game really tough to um, stack up, especially without knowing what this Chiefs lineup is going to be like. But if my life was on, I'd probably go Chiefs 13+, plus. but yeah. I think there'll be a bit of value around that Chiefs 1-12 to or even a sniff of an upset, depending how depleted the side is. But the last game of the round, Tars versus the Rebels. Very short for the Tars here, $1.15. $5 for the Rebels. Um, I didn't think I'd see the Tars that short this season, but they have been playing well, and the Rebels have been awful. Yeah, I think it's more the Rebels have been awful than, than the Tars, to be fair. Um, the Rebels only made two changes as well, so the coach is obviously pretty happy with what he's been seeing. But one of them is they brought in old young Tonema back into the lineup. He's the bloke I highlighted that scored two tries and they dropped him. So maybe they are listening to old Water Lad at Melbourne Rebels HQ and they've taken the feedback on board. But. Look, I think it's going to be much of the same for the Rebels. They just can't seem to make things look easy. Every time they get a semi-roll on, they just get killed by their own errors, and I think the Tars will be definitely too good for them. Mm. Like you said, it's probably not one worth having a punt on because that 13-plus really does seem to stand out. But, hey, with the bonus back, you may as well chuck the house at it and see what happens. Yeah, all go the other way and look for the... Tars to sneak home with an under-12 margin at 310, and then if it does blow out, get your money back. Yep. That's probably the way I'd play this one. Yeah, um, I feel like the Rebels, um, although they're not great, I feel like the Tars are going to be doing well to absolutely pump them. So I feel like it could be around that 10 to 12 margin. So, yeah, that's probably the way I'd play it, but I see what you're saying. Take the 13-plus, and if it's not, take get your money back. Who's your highlighted player in this one, though? I like the look of the Waratahs midfield, eh? I think they've been a pretty strong and consistent duo this year. So I've highlighted for Kitty the 12. I think he's my player to watch. And uh, his combination with Parisi has been really good. So, yeah, he's the one for me. How about you? Yeah, I've gone for big David Parecki, um, the Waratahs hooker. If I am going to put my lefty on something, it will be him to score. He loves a try at the back of a rolling mall. Um, big, strong player. Direct physical player, loves to win collisions um, and very, very close to this Australian call-up, I think, at the end of the season. So um, look out for him in this game, um, potentially to cross the line. So we've only really got one New Zealand game, but who would you be picking for what a lad of the week this weekend? Um, A lot of people obviously watch the New Zealand games only, but 
Chiefs, Moana. There might be a performance that stands out from from somewhere else. Who would you Who would you be going? Yeah, interesting. I think old um, Brad Weber will be due a big shift. Obviously, he had his hundredth against the Blues. Got the week oh, yeah. off last week. He's back in the saddle starting this week, so I think he'll be in for a big performance. Um, I think the team they've named now they don't have a cover at nine, so he could be in for eighty. And he's always full of energy, and he'll be leading the boys around the park. So he's definitely one that I expect to be a real standout this week for the Chiefs. Yeah, that is a great shot, actually. 80 minutes playing at nine against the Moana. He'll love that sort of game, too. I'd imagine it's going to be pretty quick and pretty open. We'll get to that point anyway. So, um, yeah, geez, I might jump on the back of that there and say, Brad Webber, you are going to be the lad of the week. Looking forward to that. And with the fantasy rugby, I know you don't play fantasy rugby, but very tough round last weekend for anyone involved. Yeah. All of these teams pulling out and players pulling out last minute. Um, I ended up having a pretty good round, jumping back up the leaderboard, getting myself a bit of respect. But another round, which is an absolute shambles with half the Kiwi teams not playing. I've somehow managed to scrape together a team, only missing one. Um, I've got I've brought in Mata Ali, like we've spoken about. I've brought in Big Peter Gus and Big Habosi, the drua yeah. winger. So they're my three guys I've brought in, and I've managed to get my uh, a team excluding one prop. I was gutted to not see Big Angus Taavao's name in the team sheet this weekend because he's my only one who won't be playing. But the rest should be good. Um, Prior at nine, who I might just captain because I feel like he's going to be kicking some goals. So. Mm, it's going to be an interesting week in another interesting round of Super Rugby. Uh, should be good stuff. I wonder how many people got burnt on uh, drafting old Bodie in last week. Late pullout. <laughs> I think that would have killed a few people for sure. Yeah, oh mate, it's so hard at the moment with these late withdrawals. I feel for anyone who's putting too much time into it and trying to study the teams because... Yeah, your team just turns into shambles as the draw changes and uh, players withdraw, so... Nah, but keep going, guys, and uh, let's see who the water lad winner of this fantasy rugby um, get amongst it. But appreciate it again, Surly. Another great insight from you, and looking forward to seeing how this round goes. Yeah, no worries. Hopefully there is a podcast next week. Hopefully the Brumbies and Tars hookers can cross the line, or else we might be joining your brother, mate. So it could be tough times. We'll see. Cheers, mate. What a lad, what a lad, what a lad.